G'day, I'm George Christensen, former Australian Member of Parliament and host of Nation First. Thank you very much for joining us today. We've got the man who has triggered more Marxists, more statists, more globalists than just about anyone in human history. We've got the man who's been more often right than he's been wrong on so many big issues. And we've got the man who's just written the book, literally written the book on the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum. This is one interview you can't miss. Like, share and subscribe to this channel. Click the bell for alerts and let's have a look at Alex's book. This book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, the left and the mainstream media are going to have to sit there and we've got to force them to respond to this book. This book is that important. Alex Jones cuts to the heart of the matter. If you compare the finest, and I'm telling you, you take MIT Technology Review, you take Science, take all these magazines and journals, add the electronic part of it, and, and you know, NPR, PBS, all of it, I'll take, I'll match up and I will go through and we'll do what Alex Jones put out there versus what your collective body has put out there. And if you're a sentient human being and just watching it, you say, well, God, Alex Jones was ahead of this. Not only that, he kind of explained it. They're just in this huge revolution against choice and free will and normal technological development and adoption of technology that empowers humanity. Instead, they want adoption of technology, forced adoption, world IDs, global social credit scores, carbon taxes that, that dominate and monitor every facet of our lives. You make the case of what the not just the new world order is, but using this great reset to really take up their whole idea of control and authoritarianism. They have decided to trigger a controlled collapse and then bring in a new dark age to control the general public where they will be in their Elysium fields. There is no new technology coming in. They're blocking that. And so really they're just imploding things under the cloud pivot model so that they can get that control over us. Alex Jones cuts to the heart of the matter. He has presented tons of valid evidence and facts that I think have been really, really important to raising consciousness to what the sort of technocratic global elite really want to do. The true thing that you've done, which is stunning, if you look at the evidence of that and the facts, you are one of the great thinkers of this. That is very rare. You've got to go back almost to the revolutionary generation and see that. This book, The Great Reset and the War for the World, I'm telling you, everybody in America, the people that hate Alex Jones the most have to read this book. This is no beach read. You're not going to be flipping pages here. You're going to be having a pen out. And you're going to be underlying stuff. It, it's amazing. Alex Jones, thank you very much for joining us for Nation First. Uh, firstly, your background is legendary as a news commentator. You've been doing this for goodness knows how long now, uh, and uh, you're still at it. What keeps you uh, driving down this path of exposing the truth, exposing the so-called elites, and exposing the globalists? Well, it's great to be here with you. Australia is the front line of the globalist Great Reset takeover. And so that's why it's so incredibly important. I want to go there someday. I've, I've meant to. 
but I've always been so tied down and busy. I haven't been there. And it's just so sad to see what they've tried to do to you, but it's great to see the Australian people and, and, and also the Kiwis uh, you know, nearby you waking up to what's going on. You guys are the globalist beta test. But I'm, I've, I've been on here 28 years. And, and, and so I've studied world history. I've studied the different power structures. So what keeps me driving is knowing I'm on the right side of history. I'm not perfect. I've made mistakes. But at the end of the day, we've been a lot more right than wrong. And so what keeps me going is knowing that rolling over and submitting is a far worse fate uh, than fighting. And so that's why I'm fighting. Now, you've just released uh, this new book, uh, the, the Great Reset. Uh, Alex, I've got that book. I think a lot of other people have got it. Skyrocketed to uh, uh, the bestsellers list, at least on Amazon. Uh, tell us, first of all, why did you write this book? Well, The Great Reset was very easy to write. People, people are saying, Steve Bannon and others, it's the best book out in decades. They're saying it's just incredible. How did I write it? Well, it was, it was easy. The book was about a thousand pages long with the recordings and notes and things I'd written. And so I worked with one of their great editors um, to, to cut it down to 300 pages. And it's just a confession of world government, the destruction of the family, feudalism, absolute slavery. I mean, it's, 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 it's their admission. So the book was incredibly easy to write and, and, and it's been as high as number five on the, on the uh, Amazon list, which is the new New York times list because the yes. New York Times list is so rigged. And, and, and so I'm glad that hundreds of thousands of copies of this book have been sold in pre-order. It's now been shipping since the 30th of August, and it's bigger than Klaus Schwab's book. It's bigger than Obama's <laughs> new book. I mean, I mean, it's bigger than all the political books. It's number one in history, world history, political science, political corruption, uh, geopolitics, media. And so it shows the people are hungry for the truth. And it's all in the Great Reset, the War for the World. So, Alex, give us a, a, a very quick overview of the kind of things that people will find in this book. Big multinational corporations are taking control of our governments. And they want to shut down our borders, our farms, our families. They want to destroy our currencies. They want to bankrupt us to control us through a global social credit score and a world ID and a carbon tax and with a universal basic income. And they explain it all. This is a post-human world, a world government. I mean, really, my job is super easy. These people are out in the open just normalizing this tyranny. Shall we show the history of this and then their current battle plan and what they're doing and where they want to take us? And so that's really where the book uh, goes. I mean, I would describe this, I'm not a big Star Wars fan because it's gotten so cheesy, but the old movies are pretty good. This is episode four. This is uh, a new hope. This is the Death Star plans. You read this book, you've got their own words, their own plans, their own operation, and knowing is half the battle. So that's basically it. You're completely and utterly right on the Great Reset being about uh, massive multinational mega corporations that are basically now trying to become governments. I mean, they don't make any secret of it when they talk about the uh, stakeholder society and talk about how businesses are going to have to step up and, and actually take more and more of a, of a leading role in how society is shaped. These are the words that come out of Klaus Schwab's mouth and out of the World Economic Forum and their Great Reset agenda. How do we get to this place, Alex, where uh, people are seeing it as some good thing that these multinational corporations that have been responsible for the economic and 
a lot of the societal carnage that we've seen in recent decades are now seen as potential saviours with this ESG or environmental, social and governance push. How do we get here? Well, that's really it. It's the most disreputable, corrupt big pharma institutions and governmental institutions. I mean, take Pfizer, biggest fine in history for poisonous products, and then now they're suddenly running our healthcare and the most corrupt multinational mining corporations funding the UN. I mean, really, this is like a beauty pageant of the most out of control, abusive, destructive, monopolistic, authoritarian, fascistic groups. Now is the moral authority with, oh, there's a virus. Oh, we got to lock you down. Oh, we got to forcibly inoculate you. Oh, we got to take control of your life. Making themselves, scripting themselves, casting themselves like a Hollywood movie as the saviors. And all we got to do is wake up from a fiction and say, no, you're not the saviors. You are the tyrants. You are the bad guys. And then this whole facade comes crumbling down. And the good news yeah. is we have Lancet British Medical studies saying that the vast majority of people dying 93 percent in hospitals uh have had have been triple jabbed uh we have all the evidence coming out that these shots don't work that they're not vaccines and so all of us that got censored and attacked and demonized by the establishment for telling the truth we've been vindicated it's not about oh look we're right but the fact is we're right we told the truth and and and, and that's what's happening yeah, there's a lot of people, I guess, in the in the freedom movement, as we call it here down under, that uh, that that are probably a bit pessimistic. That may have lost a bit of hope, given the sort of stranglehold that uh, the authoritarians have had on us in Australia. I mean, we've suffered uh, over the course of this pandemic from lockdowns, from curfews, curfews on grown adults uh, these days, Alex. Uh, we've suffered from. Uh, uh, basically forced uh, vaccinations or uh, workplace vaccination mandates where they hold the metaphorical gun to your head and say, unless you get the jab, uh, you won't keep your job. Uh, in one state, Victoria at one stage, there was basically almost no industry you could work in without losing your job if you weren't vaccinated. Uh, we had vaccine passports, uh, uh, lockouts uh, of people that were not vaccinated. Uh, uh, we had people, Australians overseas, stopped from returning home. Uh, we, we had, uh, as you and I spoke about uh, uh, many moons ago, we had uh, a quarantine camp set up where people who uh, were detained who weren't coming from uh, international territories, they just detained because they had COVID-19 or suspected of it. Um, you know, so a lot of people have a lot of reasons here in Australia to be a bit pessimistic, but I get the notion from your book and from what you say generally that you think the tide's turning, you think we're winning. Can you tell us how we're winning against the globalists? I would love to, but let's just take Australia. Really smart, I mean, I'm not kissing your ass, it's true. Really smart, nice, hardworking, fun-loving people and believing they're living in a free, open country. Everything's been so great for so long, just like America, just like Canada. Western society's great, let's not lie. Let's admit we have created a superior society. But we're like a dodo bird in the Galapagos Island that had never been around humans or never been around predators. And the sailors pulled up and the dodo birds would walk right over when they clubbed one in the head to eat it and more meat on it than a turkey. Then the next one walk up and get killed. And so Americans and Australians and Canadians and Brits and others with this huge history of freedom and really modern freedom and the end of slavery being born out of the UK and Australia and, and, and then the US, 
we take it for granted that we've got this like dodo birds. And so they struck out with the Chinese communist model of vaccine passports and lockdowns, though your government claims they're anti-communist China, while China takes over all the mining and all the infrastructure, yeah. the truth is they're in line with it. This is a globalist Chicom uh, operation, in my view. You, you're over there, but I'm an outside guy. Tell me if I'm wrong. No, you're on the mark. So we had the that. Mark. So we had this giant outside attack happen. We think we're free. Now we're re- waking up to the fact we're not, and we know it's wrong. And so I say, what's the sign we're winning? All over the world, they said the lockdowns never end. Basically, now they're ending. All over the world, it's coming out. The shots don't protect you. They basically make you sick. All over the world, lawsuits are getting filed and, and, and uh, whistleblowers are coming out against Big Pharma. And we see massive lawsuits between Moderna and Pfizer battling now. They wouldn't be doing that if their poison shots were still being accepted. But because we have a 99% in the U.S. now refusal rate, which is refusing old-fashioned vaccines that have problems and have side effects, but are real technologies. Yeah, People are now rejecting the whole system because they realize they were lied to. And, and we see it in the polls. We see it in the numbers. Uh, we see it everywhere. And, 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 and so they thought this hysteria, this fear, this mass psychosis, uh, this mass formation would go on forever, but it's not going on forever. And, 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 and so every day... More of the people wake up, more of the people turn against them, and election fraud isn't going to be enough to save the system. And, and there's a lot of other facets to this and what we see, but the numbers show it in the U.S. I see similar numbers in Australia because I read all the foreign news. I see similar numbers in Europe. The only thing more unpopular than our parliaments and our congresses and our state governments or our uh, provinces or, or regions is, is the media. The corporate mm-hmm. media has less than a 10% approval rating. Government in general has about a 20% approval rating. So they've already lost. And that's why they're so desperate. This whole Operation Lockstep, this whole SPARS 2025-2028 deep state globalist operation, which I'm ashamed to say came out of the military industrial complex in America, not the American people, but out of America through China. This was their desperate attempt to regain control of a globalist anti-New World Order awakening. By global, it's we're we're the real globalists, we're the people of the world, this populist uprising worldwide against the so-called globalist with our own global system of freedom and liberty and, 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 and classical liberalism that they fear so much. They've taken over all the terms, they've taken over the definitions, but at the end of the day, the people are waking up, they're coming together, tyranny made its big move, they overreached, and now it's backfiring. So you spoke about the mainstream media. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. They're completely and utterly uh, uh, just just bereft of, of any trust, any trustworthiness whatsoever. Uh, and for a long time now, I've been thinking in Australia, we're going to see the rise of independent media. It's starting to happen, but you've been doing it for decades now, Alex, and they've taken you off, uh, you know, all of the mainstream uh, media networks over there, no doubt. Uh, that happened quite a while ago, but they've taken you also off a lot of the social media uh, networks, but you're still thriving. I guess they tried to uh, uh, take you down recently, but it seems to me that Alex Jones and Infowars is back stronger than ever. I mean, you've got this book that's hit the bestseller list. Uh, I've seen you 
everywhere. You're on all different shows. Uh, you talked about Stephen Bannon. I saw you on uh, War Room a number of times there. It seems that Alex Jones and InfoWars is back uh, bigger than ever. What's the future for Alex Jones and InfoWars at this stage? Well, it's not just Alex Jones. It's it's. I know you've been persecuted and targeted, which you're going to come back even stronger. That's a sign that you're over the target. Like World War II, they didn't have radar yet, but they knew to fly over the factories they had to bomb and their B-17s and Liberators and 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 uh, you know you know their aircraft. They they knew to go to the flat, go to the anti-aircraft attacks, and that was a radar was steering into the attack. But yeah, they've, they've run major psyops. They've taken things I said out of context, blown them up like it's all I do, that had rigged courts do all this. But at the end of the day, uh, the tide really has turned and people realize they're under attack. They realize that, that, uh, that, that the establishment's days are numbered. I just don't want the establishment to trigger a civil war here in your country or other nations and then use that as a smokescreen to try to cover up what they've done. We need to be peaceful. But we need to be steadfast and aggressive and not back down like Jesus, like Muhammad Gandhi, like Martin Luther King Jr., and like so many others. But, you know, the signs that we're winning uh, are just legion. I mean, everywhere I go, I get way more love on the street, whether I'm in conservative areas or liberal areas. Uh, we're getting way more support than we ever got. Uh, and, and, and just the system doubling down. I can be a horrible person, which I'm not, but I'm not perfect, but I'm not consciously bad. I make a lot of mistakes and, you know, I'm a sinner, as they say, but I'm not consciously making mistakes. And people understand the difference between somebody that's trying to be good and gets most of it right, but some of it wrong. And people that just cold-bloodedly run these psychological warfare programs and these, these systems that dehumanize them. Uh, and so when you ask, uh, it, it's a big question. I can talk for hours about it. When you ask, how do I know we're winning? I see it on the streets. Um, Alex, uh, uh, I, I guess that uh, at one stage they were trying to utterly uh, cancel you. There's sort of this old adage that uh, you don't talk to uh, Alex Jones if you're in polite political company. I went on your show infamously here in Australia, uh, was berated by the Prime Minister for it. Uh, and then shortly after, uh, Candace Owens, who's seen as a mainstream conservative commentator, uh, either interviewed you or went on your show. Um, is there a turnaround there in terms of uh, Alex Jones becoming more mainstream or is Alex Jones' views becoming more mainstream these days? I mean, I think it's both. And despite how they try to rewrite history, despite how they try to take things out of context and lie about what I've said, people are going back to all those old shows. I don't know where they're finding them. But it, every day there are a million views here, 500,000 views there, you know, 300,000 views, a million views, 5 million views. Without me even looking, people send me these clips where I was talking about this 20 years ago, not because I'm yeah. that smart. The You're Bilderberg group, the, 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 the uh, Davos group, they all said what they would do. So yeah. I was just reading their plans. I get the credit for like knowing this. And, and sure, I want the credit because I'm in a fight. I want to survive. But quite frankly, I'm not that smart. I figured out that the Bilderberg Group, the Club of Rome, the Davos Group, the people controlling the UN, these powerful Rockefeller Foundations and others, that they really run things, or they they were trying to run things. They're in partial control. And so my job is so easy. What they said 30 years ago, or 10 years ago, or five years ago, is literally their plan. So if we just move past Alex Jones knowing it all, and go to the actual source documents, and listen to Klaus Schwab and uh, Yuval Noah Harari, 
You'll own nothing. You'll have nothing. You'll eat cockroaches. We're going to break up your families. We're going to get rid of the majority of the population. We're going to get rid of your cows and sheep. We're going to take you off your property. I mean, my job is not hard. If people will just stop listening to me and simply go listen to the enemy, because there's some arrogant bastards. I mean, and, and again, that's, I used to watch cartoons and, you know, movies where they would have a villain and a villain would monologue while they had you all chained up about to kill you. I'm like Goldfinger with James Bond. And I'm like, watch that as a kid. I go, well, I'm about to kill my enemy. I don't monologue because I'm a hunter. I see the thing I want to get. I don't have a monologue with it. I take it out. I don't wait. But that's because we're normal people. We're hunters. We're not psychopaths. We're not killers. We're providing. We just want to get the job done. These people, it's their ego. And so they love to monologue. They love to brag how they're how they're doing it to us. And that's going to be their undoing. Just last week, the, the World Economic Forum, the Davos Group, that, that's the mouthpiece of this whole corporate fascism. Because this isn't right-wing or left-wing, folks. This is, this is just corporate fascism. And, and whether you're left-wing or right-wing, you should be against it. And they said, it's horrible. These conspiracy theorists say we want world government. We want to cut off their resources. And we want to take over their governments. It's not true. We have no power. Well, up until last Friday, in a, this was an official press release. They said, we have penetrated the governments. We run half the governments of the yep. world. We're almost in control of the other governments. You'll eat bugs. You'll own nothing. You'll like it. We're going to cut your resources off. It's wonderful the collapse that's happening. Oh, the cities are so quiet when you're under lockdown. I mean, there's freaking hunt. I, I haven't all the time I see that people are mining, which is beautiful on Twitter and Facebook, new clips of Klaus Schwab and Harari yeah. and whole panels just announcing super villain stuff. And I mean, I'm like, just don't listen to me, listen to them. And and, and so that's what I say about the Great Reset. <laughs> people say, see, Bannon's like, this is the best book I've probably ever read on politics. And everybody else says that, I mean, literally. And I go, you know why it's a powerful book? It was so easy to write. 90% of it is their words. Yeah. This is just a compendium. I could have a 5,000-page book, literally. The, these, the, these people are out. Hitler wrote Mein Kampf, and I read it when I was a teenager because I was into history, and I wanted to read it, and it was all schizophrenic-sounding and, and not well-written, his struggle, but he said, I'm going to take Germany over. I'm going to invade Europe. I'm going to kill the Jews. I'm going to attack Russia. I'm going to take over England. I mean, I mean, and that's, this is Mein Kampf 2.0. I mean, it, it, that's what frustrates me is people are going to wake up now or they're going to wake up later. So I don't want to compare myself to Churchill, but I mean, he's like telling people four years before Hitler's going to attack. Hitler's going to invade because he wrote a book saying it. Yeah, yeah. Now you uh, talked about the prospect for uh, civil war, and I think there's a lot of agitation uh, uh, in the US for that from the left, uh, from the globalists. Uh, we had uh, Joe Biden up there with this infamous uh, Hitler-esque red speech uh, the other day, where he basically uh, disparaged half the country as being a danger to democracy, talking about MAGA Republicans, as if the uh, acronym for Make America Great Again has some evil intent. Donald Trump and the MAGA Republicans represent an extremism that threatens the very foundations of our republic. Uh, can you uh, give us any information in Australia on this sort of uh, seemingly dangerous uh, trend or dangerous stunt that the president has pulled there, or I shouldn't even call him the president, the resident of the White House has pulled? What's been the reaction, Alex? 
Well, I forget the exact George Orwell quote, but you know, he'd been a communist till he found out it was bad. He was also anti-fascist in OSS and BBC. He was a great guy, Eric Blair was his real name uh, in, in, in England. And, and he basically said, when the propaganda fails and the lies fail, they resort to flat out intimidation and violence. And he also said in a world of universal deceit, telling the truth, a, a, a revolutionary act. So Biden and his controllers, it wasn't a sign of strength at night, nighttime rally, blood red projection, troops behind him with a cross symbol behind him. That's right out of V for Vendetta. The iconography, the symbolism. And then when he said, my enemies are planning violence. Anybody that doesn't agree with me is a terrorist. We're going to deal with you. So the imagery was like a big red cape in front of a bull. And everything he said was, we're declaring war on you out of desperation because they're hoping for violence. And I believe they're preparing the provocateur or stage violence like the fake Governor Whitmer Michigan kidnapping that just recently came out. Australians aren't aware of it. Look it up. Came out in court. It was staged. And so I saw it as a real symbol of desperation and weakness. But I'll be clear. I'm not sitting there lighting up a cigar and having a scotch saying we won. Their weakness is their strength. They're cornered. They're desperate. They'll steal elections. They're scared. And so we're in a lot of trouble. So are they. But it's kind of like Captain Ahab and Moby Dick. It depends on who you see as a good guy. I kind of think of myself as Captain Ahab and, you know, Moby Dick's the system. But the point is, Moby Dick ain't giving up, and neither is Captain Ahab. And so we better decide what's about to happen. But we all know what happens at the end. The ship gets sunk. And so can yeah. we bypass that Ahab Moby Dick challenge? Or I think I got a feeling here that we're about to all go through a lot here. I don't, I don't, I don't think the ship gets out of the sun's cave. Maybe it doesn't sink, but, but we're, we're, we're in a lot of danger right here. Cause you know, most of us can't decide, is it Moby Dick that's good or is it Captain Ahab? Well, it doesn't matter. We're on this ship. Mm. So final question, Alex Jones, uh, what, strategies do you think that everyday people can deploy in this war on the world as you call it in your book uh what can we do to resist the great reset practically speaking don't give in to national ids don't give in to carbon taxes don't give in to social uh, credit scores don't give in to uh universal basic incomes don't give in to anything big tech's the enemy use big tech to fight back but don't everything you can do privately every time you can put the cell phone away when you go to the beach or, you know, you go visit family, they they need us to comply for this to win. It's not the technology's bad. It's wonderful. A sword is a great thing, or a lawnmower is a great thing, but you don't run your neighbors over with a lawnmower. And, and so electricity is a great thing, but you don't hook your wife up or your husband up to it and electrocute them. A toaster is a wonderful thing, or but you don't throw it in the bathtub with yourself. You'll, you'll die. And so technology is being deployed against us. We need to educate the public about it, control the discussion, open, open free debate, win that discussion, and then repurpose technology for us, not for the establishment. I mean, look, look we grew up just 70, 80 years ago with only radio. Used to we listen to mom and dad and, and uncles and everybody around the fire and the stories of their day. And then about you know, 80, 90 years ago, radio comes in and suddenly it's in the middle of the room and everybody at dinner listens to it. Then it's a TV, we got TV dinners. And, and then, it's a, then it's a desktop, then it's an iPhone, then it's Google goggles, then it's a brain chip. And then it programs us with the outside system that every statistic and study shows doesn't empower us, doesn't make us strong, makes us alone and weak. You want to beat the New World Order? Have the neighbors over for a barbecue. 
You want to beat the New World Order? Go play football or rugby down the street. You want to win the New? You want to fight the New World Order? Go snorkeling. Go skin diving. You know, go, uh, go out and plant some uh, plant a garden. Go to church. Uh, go to go to a nursing home where nobody's seen these old people in years and their children have forgotten them. And bring your dog as a care animal and, and, and sit there and watch the old lady cry and just have that communion that God wants and, and be a loving person, a real liberal. And in that, we're going to win. Yeah, yeah. Great words, Alex Jones. Thank you so much. Your show says it all InfoWars for a long time. I think the tagline's been, there's a war for your mind. Thank you very much, Alex Jones, for all you're doing in this fight. Thank you, brother. They can find the forbidden coordinates at InfoWars.com and Band.Video. Please come back on my show again. God bless you. God bless you.